all-American half pound of sweet pure beef patty, lettuce, tomato, singles. Singles Going Steady, the podcast dedicated to exploring great singles with a particular eye to the punk, new wave, and DIY eras of the last century. I'm Adrian Madoc. And I'm Steve McGowan. We are in a band, The Beef People, from North and South Carolina. We released a single in 1986 on our own label, Zub Records Company Limited. But we are record collectors and passionate, especially about the expression of pop music perfection that is the single recording. Exploring the mystery of what makes for a great single is what propelled us to begin this podcast. And what's our single today, Adrian? Well, it is Marshall Crenshaw. We're going back to the past. And Marshall Crenshaw, whenever you're on my mind, from his sophomore album, Field Day. Awesome. This is uh, Singles Going Steady 006. Marshall Crenshaw, whenever you're on my mind. So this record came out in 1983. Yes. We were both big fans of the first Marshall Crenshaw record, which had a very, very um, Buddy Holly-type vibe. Yes, and and he had the Buddy Holly look, and of course he was mm-hmm. later in uh, Peggy Sue Got Married, the movie, As Buddy actually Holly. <laughs> playing Buddy Holly. And didn't he, wasn't he John Lennon in Beatlemania as well? Yes, I, I mean, but prior to his recording career, right. he was on Broadway, mm-hmm. or at least in production. Mm-hmm as John Lennon in Beatlemania. And I think we would both agree that Marshall is one of those people who's kind of a, like Nick Lowe, in a way, kind of a scholar of rock. He writes yes. about rock. Uh, he knows his rock from the beginning. Yes. And um, he kind of lives and breathes it. And, and, and um, you know, gives uh, attention. He's always covered great sort of hidden gems, brought attention to other great songwriters. Sometimes... Not so great songwriters. We're yes. the B side of the, the, the yeah. single. The jungle rock uh, B side sort of, is. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's an acquired it's taste, forgettable. I think. Yes. So, it would be forgettable, except for people like Marshall Crenshaw. He's like, this deserves a little attention. Exactly. Exactly. So he's he lives and breathes it. He's a, a super great songwriter and an amazing singer, amazing guitar player. Um, should we go ahead and listen to a little yeah, bit? Yeah, let's listen to it. The song is called Whenever You're On My Mind. It was the first single from his second album, Field Day, in 1983. Marshall Crenshaw.
we were talking earlier, and um, we, of course, saw him at different sh- uh, shows during that time. And I can't remember if it was immediately after the first album or you know right around the time that the second album was released um i saw him in a small club in raleigh and he was just tremendous three-piece yes uh, you know there's nothing like a stripped down three-piece rock combo to Mm -hmm. just you know knock it out of the park when you know everyone's playing their part and and that was back when his brother was playing drums and he had this very um um not uh, not of the time looking uh, bass player. The bass player was kind of an, an, an anomalous looking fellow. Kind of um, new wavy. Yeah, yes. but uh, but also sort of slick. Mm-hmm. Like um, maybe he he would be at home on the Sopranos. <laughs> I mean, I was kind of like one of these things uh, is not like the other, but it, you yeah. know, what a great player. Right. Um, and I, you know, and I've seen Marshall many times. Um, and he just has never lost a step. The quality of the songwriting is still just tremendous. And I know um, he has recently gone on a subscription model, releasing a series of EPs. Yes. Um, by subscription, and it's you know just great that he's connecting with the fans. Yes. Yeah. And, and uh, if you haven't listened to some of his releases from um, the aughts or whatever we call yes. <laughs> that decade, some incredibly high-level work there. Yeah, I saw them at uh, right around the same period in Columbia at Striders, and uh, it was just a fantastic show. He was really good. He, he was playing a Shoreline Gold Stratocaster, which I'd never seen before. I think it was an old one. And uh he just played the hell out of it, and uh, I remember clearly him doing at the end a, just an unbelievably good version of Chuck Berry's "Brown-Eyed Handsome Man." Um, just killed it. He was he was amazing. But let's talk about this single. Okay. Whenever you're on my mind, one of the things I think the record company Warner Brothers was trying to break him, as they say, and I think they did break him in a in a different way, but. Uh, they went from the stripped-down production on the first album, and they got the famous Steve Lillywhite to produce the second album, Field Day. And he um, is uh, Steve Lillywhite's famous for doing U2 and uh, XTC. And he's known for uh, the big production, lots of echo, lots of um, reverb, lots of big, big, big drums. And, you know, you can definitely hear that on this single. It's kind of drowned in all that. But I I don't think it I don't think it drowns it in a bad way if you know yeah, what I mean yeah. I mean I think it still serves the song Yes I agree it it doesn't sound out of date now no, when you listen no, to it No it's not and a good song it, is a good song Some of that 80s stuff you know it's very it's much just, yes mm-hmm. uh, uh, carbon mm-hmm. dated Yeah I agree but um you know they they went big with uh Steve Lilly White and I I believe there was a video for the song that was on MTV I vaguely remember it um, didn't get a lot of airplay, but um, he. Um, this is a great record, Field Day, uh, and this is one of the one of the better singles that I own. Yeah, and and I, I think you know just sort of about Marshall in general. Um, he's a great appreciator of of others' works, and I'm thinking particularly. Um, on a, one of those uh, more recent recordings, he covered Grant Hart. Yes, from Who's Could Do? Um, 2541. And mm-hmm. what? Uh, yeah, yeah, he recognized what a stellar song that was and, mm-hmm. and did a wonderful version of it. 
and you know, sort of led me back to Grant Hart. Yeah. I think he did the same thing with the Volcano Sun song, too. Oh, well, <laughs> you know, all the great bands do so that. So he knows a good song when he hears it. And uh, I remember him doing um, an old Arthur Alexander song, Soldier of Love, which was one that the Beatles used to do. And I, I remember hearing his version, and I, I don't know if it's on a record, but... Uh, just, I, I think it might be on the first record. Yeah, it's amazing. He's he's so good. He knows a good song when he hears it, and he writes good songs. Right, so. but they're not they're not derivative. They're mm-hmm. you know it's not like oh he writes in the style of right. writes in the style of Marshall Crenshaw. Yes, it's, it's uh, very classic, very timeless, uh, very poppy, great stuff. And, and you know, sort of to go back to the to the last installment of this podcast I've seen Marshall Crenshaw with Los Straight Jackets as his backing band wow really yeah it was great and um, uh, I was kind of crossing my fingers that you know with his unerring uh, uh, sense of, of history and appropriateness that we get to hear uh, Cruel to be Kind <laughs> right because yes. they were currently you know recording their own version of that for um, what's so funny about yeah. Peace, Love, and Low Straight Jackets. And there was a great version with them playing and, and with Marshall singing the, the, the Nick Lowe penned song. So, he did do that? Yes. Oh, wow. I, I would love to have seen that. Yeah, it was great. Uh-huh. And um, I just wanted to talk just a moment about the best show I saw Crenshaw do, which was at what's known as Little Wolf Trap um, in uh, Lexington, Virginia. It's the Lime Kiln, so it's an outdoor theater. And mm-hmm. it was, I think, with a cello and uh, maybe a bass player. Uh, it, it was an unusual um, uh, arrangement, the, th- the three of them. Uh, under the stars, outside, in the autumn, and it was just one of the most spectacular things I've ever experienced. Did he do a uh, cover of Walk Away, Renee, by the left bank? I've heard him do that, and yes. I think he did it there. <laughs> yeah, you know, but I it imagine was just the cello work with that. Weeping openly sort of experiences. Yes, just just and, beautiful, right? And I'm just torn out of the frame and then uh, (laughs) walking out of the show, there he was. And I was like, uh, uh, of course, too much of a fangirl to even say hello. (laughs) Okay, speaking of where's Marshall now? Marshall, uh, currently, and who knows when you're listening to this, but we're recording this in August of 2018. And Marshall is touring the country with the Smithereens as their lead singer, um, yeah, Pat Denunzio unfortunately passed away. So that that sounds like a really good uh, combination, actually. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that was a wise choice. Yeah. Um, so, is it time for recommendations? Uh, well, I think we got two things we got to do. Okay, we, we, we need to talk about who we would like to hear or who we could hear covering, covering. the song, whether mm-hmm. living, dead, fictional, okay. or imaginary. And I, maybe imaginary. Yeah. Well, we listened to somebody covering a Marshall Crenshaw Shaw song, and we kind of wished it was imaginary. <laughs> exactly. It was kind of uh, hallucinogenic, go, I think. Go ahead and tell them. Oh, yeah. It's Bette Midler <laughs> doing your My Favorite Waste of Time. Hey, look it up on the YouTubes. And waste your time. It's kind of 
I mean, it's, it's Bette Midler. It's yeah. Bette Midler. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing against Bette. She's no. doing the Bette thing. She is definitely um, doing it. And and she's doing it to Marshall Crenshaw, sort of um, maybe mm-hmm. against his will. What did she say? What did you say? She gets to the bones of the song. Yeah, and yeah, and crushes, crushes them the into bones, a fine yes. paste, into a powder. <laughs> I can, you know, we were talking about this um, off microphone, as they say, and. Um, the only person I could hear singing um, whenever you're on my mind is John Lennon. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. it's just one of those classic singer things. I would love to hear that. Uh, unfortunately, that won't happen. But um, that's that's the imaginary. So it's both indeed. imaginary and and the the no longer with us singer. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that's uh, well. Let's recommend something. Yeah, let's do some recommendations. You got a person, place, or thing you want to recommend? I want to talk to about folk? movies uh, today. Um, we have had the, uh, I have had the um, pleasure of going to the Carolina Theater. Here in beautiful downtown Durham, yes, North Carolina. Uh, Adrian is a member and uh, she dragged me along and I got to see reissues of uh, Alex Cox's Sid and Nancy. And of um, The Man Who Fell to Earth. And both movies are just amazing. Um, Sid and Nancy is a little bit depressing, as you might imagine. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, it's, well, don't do drugs, kids. There's not going to be a sequel. There's yeah. not going to be a Sid Nancy no, no. 2. The- no, since, uh, you know, everybody dies at the end. Every, you know, the ship sinks at the well, end. Well, that's the true of all things. It's, but, a, you know, it's, a great, it's particularly it's a great true of that movie. movie. It really is. And Alex Cox... Who did Repo Man, which is one of my favorite movies. This is uh, it's a great movie. And, and I had never seen The Man Who Fell to Earth all the way through. And I realize why now, because there's so much uh, nudity and sex in it and uh, lots of um, Bowie anatomy involved. And uh, so I imagine they couldn't even put it on TV. But if they cut all that out, they'd have like a 10-minute movie. Uh, right. but, but it is a great movie. And Bowie is um, very believable as an alien. Right, it was typecasting. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So what's your recommendation? My recommendation, I'm going to go with a thing. And um, I hate that that I am the the, uh, female member of this team, but (laughs) my recommendation is going to be pretty stereotypical, and that it's going to be a household item. And that (laughs) item is going to be Dawn Detergent. I just want to tell you that Dawn Detergent (laughs) really is worth it um, because uh, it it, um, eats into oily substances and breaks them down in a way that other detergents do not, and they are not paying me. But um, does the, it save baby ducks? It does, and I wouldn't. I, I I can't believe it took them so long to come out with those commercials mm-hmm. because that's something I learned from an attorney at the. Um, the EPA. Wow. Uh, we, we, they, I was at an event he was talking at, uh, um, and somebody said, we talk a little bit about oil spills and how do you handle oil spills and cleanups? And he said, we use Dawn detergent. <laughs> and wow. I was like, well, maybe I'll give that a try in my home. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and, you know, and it only took them 15, 20 years after that where they came out with the advertising campaign. But it really does, you know, it's good stuff. So movies and Dawn detergent. There you go. No TV shows this this episode i'll try to do something not so uh (laughs) (laughs) halloweesian all right then so that was it for us today uh singles going steady number 006 marshall crenshaw whenever you're on my mind a 
fabulous single. I hope you will uh, check it out or buy the record Field Day. And check out those albums, um, you know, from the last two decades because mm-hmm. they're, they're very much worth your time. And it's been great uh, talking with you today, and we'll see you soon. Bye. To learn more about the artists and recordings we just talked about, visit our website at zubrecords.com and click on the Singles Going Steady icon. You'll also find links to the persons, places, and things we recommend, and much more. You can find episodes of Singles Going Steady on our website or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Singles Going Steady is brought to you by the power and majesty of Zub Records. Zub Zub Records. Records. Smart Smart sounds sounds for for sharp sharp people. people.